You're just like cooking your ass off, you know? Yes. Yeah, you're just cooking your ass off. You don't really have to, you know, think about anything. You're just really thinking about the plate, the, the final dish. And it is really, really fun. You're running around, you know, the energy is really intense and it's just really, really fun. And to be honest, for me, after competing on Iron Chef, I was like, okay, like I know what I was born to do. This mm. was definitely oh, it. Man. Like I, I definitely it's would beautiful. love to like do more of it and yeah. do it all day. Hello, guys, and welcome to a new episode of We Have the Receipts. I'm Chris Burns. And I'm Lawrence B. Hamilton. And today's episode is so fun because a very um, special and unique for us. Oh, very. Uh, this is definitely different. Yeah, it's a different vein for us, but I'm all about the food. Yeah. So I'm excited about today's show because I like to eat. And it's Me all too. about chefing and food today. So I watched Iron Chef like years ago so the the legendary iron chef series is reborn on netflix and it has like a very supersized approach to what it once was the culinary competition that started it all so it's been called the toughest culinary challenge a chef will ever experience and just watching it especially i'm like this is so much more intense than like chopped or any anything like that definitely and it's it's so they have five new iron chefs and they come and and take on a brave challenger to this amazing kitchen where they face off and then they're pushed to the limits of endurance and creativity. They have to like there's secret ingredients and like different themes and it's all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then the competition's most successful challenger, because it's it's by points, it's not just like a win-lose, mm-hmm. returns to battle in a grand finale for the chance to be named to the first ever Iron Legend. Do, do, do. Um, <laughs> I do that voice whenever I do this voice. My nephew, like, loses his mind, and, I like, he loves it. <laughs> and now I find myself doing it too much in, like, conversation. <laughs> I like it, too. I like it, too. Should just do the whole podcast like that. Yes. Um, <laughs> but so I know you like to cook and you watch cooking shows. Mm-hmm. I do. Well, I like to eat. You know, I don't know about like mm. cook, but, um, you know, like I said, I love food and this show, Iron Chef, I just like to watch it being prepared. And I think it's so interesting because this show really shows you that there's so many different ways to prepare something that you thought that there was only like one main way. Like I have never seen chicken and lamb cook so many different ways. I didn't even know. Okay. I didn't even know. So I really like to cook, but I, I don't like, and I worked in restaurants for like seven years, but front of house, like I, I was uh, the manager for like five years. Wow. But like, so you know the, a thing or two about the kitchen. I know a thing or two about the front of house and I know mm-hmm. a thing or two about like, uh, talking, communicating to the kitchen. Uh. But the kitchen is like the most, I can't imagine a more stressful place actually like yeah. in the unit. Like I, <laughs> the kitchen, like we would know, you know, in the front of house, like, okay, like by the look on the chef's face. Yeah. The bead you, of sweat dripping down their forehead. Yeah, like we're, <laughs> we're not asking any questions today. But I, I do love to cook, but it's just, I like, cook for myself and then who who's mm-hmm. this for you know <laughs> yeah cam's definitely the cook in our family so i'm the eater <laughs> yeah i mean i 
I, I feel like I would love to go on like a one one time cooking competition thing where it's like one day and it's like uh, <laughs> only just... amateurs. Mm, like yeah. I, I feel like if I was on Chopped, I'd make it to like maybe the second round. Once <laughs> it hit dessert, I'd be done for. Right. You can more so learn some stuff as, instead of a competition. That would be me. Be like, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need some guidance. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, so Iron Chef has actually been around for years. Did you ever watch it back in the day? when it Like, I feel like it used to just be on. I don't remember what channel or, or anything. Yeah, I remember seeing it and I remember watching a few episodes, but this watching it this season uh, on Netflix was my first time watching it in its full entirety and robustness. Mm. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I definitely I feel like every time I watched the episode, I felt like I had to prepare some type of gourmet meal. <laughs> so I get all <laughs> fancy with my chicken thighs. You know, I'm not going to bake them mm. today. I'm going to sear them in brown butter and all this stuff. Um, so, yeah, it, I love it. And if you love food, if you like to eat, if you love cooking and even if you like competition shows, it's really cool how they combine, you know, the best of those worlds you can learn something too and be entertained so that's always great tv and i do feel like i've learned a lot from cooking shows and also like i didn't know until i started working at a restaurant Mm -hmm. that like chicken thighs like i would never (laughs) have thought like i didn't know there was other parts of the chicken other than like the wing and the breast right Right, it's so and I'm many. like, it's so much better. <laughs> Somebody made lamb neck on the show, like lamb neck soup. I was like, how was that? What? I didn't even oh, know. Oh, and they use like heads and brains. Yeah, and I'm like and... what? Oh my god, a heart burger, a heart sandwich. This is my crazy. God. I'm like, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's so impressive. I have no idea, and it it is. It's like watching the sports of cooking. And you get to see these renowned Iron Chefs who are, like, literally the best chefs in the world. And then the talented ch- challengers who are, like, the next generation of, Definitely. of Iron Chefs. Um, and it's hosted by two, like, super chefs. So Alton Brown was the original of Iron Chef America. And then Kristen Kish is the other host she was on. I remember watching her actually on Top Chef and she won Top Chef. Them together is interesting, too. I mean, I always think that it's great when the hosts are like super knowledgeable about what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, with them being such great cooks and then her being the winner, it was awesome to really see them kind of adding in those little snippets of things. Because like I said, I'm watching to learn. You know what I'm saying? I'm, mm-hmm. I don't really know much about being in the kitchen. So I love the fact that I'm learning all types of things while watching this show as well. I feel like I do like that the hosts are uh, chefs themselves that know everything. Because, you know, on like Great British Bake Off, the, <laughs> the judges <laughs> or the hosts like have no idea about anything. Right, like, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Like, like they're just like there for the genuine purpose of hosting. Exactly. It would be like us hosting. Like we would just be like pinching off food on the side, every cut, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, that sounds nice. <laughs> sounds good. I Looks hope. good. Smells There's good. like the one episode of Great British Bake Off. He's like talking to the girl and like puts his elbow in her cake while they're talking. Oh, you're to, like, kidding. And like feels it's so hard to watch because oh she's God. like, <gasps> and he's like, oh my God. We will have to fight after that. Like, no. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, I think we should just tee up the trailer, guys, instead of us going on about it because the show released last Wednesday on the 15th. It's amazing. If you haven't seen seen it, you have to binge it because it's very bingeable. It's quick and you'll be, yeah, you know, inspired to not 
order every meal for delivery. That's Maybe. true. <laughs> for a day or two. Um, so here's the trailer, guys. Check it out. Let us prepare for the biggest battle this kitchen has ever seen. All cuisine! This is the moment we have all been waiting for. Welcome to Kitchen Stadium. This is Iron Chef. The challenging chefs already top their games, come to prove themselves against the Iron Chefs. The top challenger from the entire competition will be facing off against all five culinary giants in our grand finale. For the chance to claim the title of Iron Legend. Battle! Being an Iron Chef, your food really has to speak for itself. We cooking from the heart. I do not get intimidated by the challenges. I never thought in my lifetime walk into Kitchen Stadium. How are you? I'm good. No one does what I do. Hey, what's all that noise over there? That's the sound you're going to hear in your nightmares. Anybody who goes against me is going to have to bring their A game for sure. We've got King Crab. It is the size of my head. There is one more ingredient. Our secret ingredient. Chili peppers. Live Sturgeon. Game birds. Oh! Yes! That's called making an entrance. It feels like I'm on a holiday. It's so good. It explodes with flavor in your mouth. Mic drop. Could I have about four of these to go? <laughs> Fire! Oh, oh. Coming in hot. Don't panic. But panic anyway. Aye, aye, aye. Five. We got it. Four. Three. Come on, come on. Two. Play, play, play. Now, one. Can we acknowledge the goat at the table? Iron Chef Morimoto-san, the original DNA of Iron Chef. He is not even blinking. He's like, yeah. All right, guys, so I'm so excited because today we have a very special guest joining us. The battle at Kitchen Stadium is fierce, but one contender who put up a hell of a fight is Chef Esther Choi. Now, this badass, she's from Jersey, but she grew up deeply connected to her Korean heritage that was instilled by her grandmother. Esther's family moved to Korea for three years, and Esther took back with her to the States a mission to broaden the understanding and appreciation of Korean culture through her cooking. Her first restaurant in New York City, Mock Bar, which she opened when she was 28. That's so young to open a restaurant. Oh, my God. God, That's so inspiring. But it was an instant success. That's like if I opened a restaurant four years ago. I know. (laughs) That's so, like, that's impressive, girl. To open a restaurant, go for you. Not only that, but it was an instant success. Now, she currently has three, soon to be four, mock bar locations and a cocktail bar in New York City. So you've seen her on a ton of TV shows, such as ABC's The Chew, Food Network's Beat Bobby Flay, and Chopped. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Esther. (laughs) Hi. Hi. How are you? (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, I was laughing so hard listening to you guys talk <laughs> about food show. Oh Girl, my gosh, I love to it's eat. just funny. No, you were uh, so great. I mean, Iron Chef is like, it gives me anxiety, so I can't imagine. Absolutely. What it was like to actually you know, being there and in the moment there. and competing. Yes. And just opening your first restaurant at 28, you go, girl. That's amazing. I mean, it's like this. I, I've done a lot of crazy things that are, you know, really, really nerve-wracking. And just being in the food industry in general and in kitchens in New York is nerve-wracking. Like, I still remember 
the first day I walked into my first cooking job um, as like a prep cook when I was 21, the most scariest moment in your life. Because as a woman, a female, you walk in all men and they're really intimidating, you know, and they're like, it's really intense. And I'm like walking in this tiny little, I'm like five, one hundred <laughs> pounds. Like I walk in and I'm like, okay, I'm here to cook. You know, it's just, it, it, I had a lot of those types of moments in my life. So, um, walking into kitchen stadium, it wasn't unfamiliar, that feeling, but still definitely the scariest moments or like, or just like the nerve wrecking, um, craziest experiences of my life. I could imagine. I could imagine. Yeah. Like brings you back to when you were new because to go from owning all your restaurants, being the top dog now to walking back into a place mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that must be exactly jarring. right. You have <laughs> right to be like, moment. you have to be super vulnerable, you know, making yourself in that. It's like, that's why people don't do it because they're mm-hmm. like, well, I don't feel I don't want it's just so much emotion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, you on Iron Chef, congratulations on your success uh, on the show. Now, can you tell us a little bit about how you decided to even get involved on the show? What, what brought you to the show? How did that happen? Oh, my gosh, you guys. This is this story is kind of crazy because it's like full circle. So before I opened my restaurant, I actually used to work at Food Network behind the scenes. I worked oh, in the kitchen. Cool. So like, um, oh, I worked with all wow. the producers. Mm-hmm. I, I worked on five seasons of the show in the, in the back end. So I wow. actually was, um, one of the buyers. So like I, me and my team bought all of the ingredients that you see on the show. So that wow. was my job. Wow. And this was in my early twenties. Uh huh. Early twenties. You know, I dreamt of you know being a chef and watching and working on every season, working with you know all of the Iron Chefs, all of the Challenger Chefs, um, and five seasons of that. It was wow. you know really inspiring, and that's kind of like I was like one day I would I want to do that. You know, I want to become a chef. I want I want to become a chef in the best possible way. And I, I won a battle in Kitchen Stadium. It, it was kind of like a lifelong dream that I've had. Oh, wow. Not only did I grow up watching it as a child, the, the one in Japan and Iron Chef America, I ended up working on the show as well and with all the amazing chefs. And then full circle back, they canceled the show at Food Network. When I opened my restaurant, so I was like, I'm never going to be able to compete. And then they brought it back. What a full circle moment. Oh, my God. The I universe was that. like, no, girl, you're waiting uh, for Netflix. I know. <laughs> I know, right? I know. It was like, I live and for it's that. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So it was just kind of like this like crazy moment in my life that I've kind of uh, built. It, it manifested it my entire life for for this moment. And it, and it actually happened. I you know, I, I obviously like took it. So like really serious. I mean, it was, it is very serious. You know, you like really, really, really have to prepare and prep not only mentally, physically, everything. It's kind of like, you know, if an athlete was going into, you know, like the Olympics, a championship Olympics Olympics or something. (laughs) Exactly. It's like that. It's like you prepare your entire life for this. and, and, And that's kind of like what it was like. It's kind of like in the finale when mm-hmm. Chef Morimoto is like, when they're like, what advice would you give to somebody wanting to come in and 
challenge, you'd be like, I would say, don't do it. <laughs> and that's like, uh, did I say that? <laughs> no, Chef Chef oh. Morimoto. Did you see? Oh, he have said you not watched? to it. Oh no, mm-hmm. I didn't like, see the yeah. show yet. Oh, okay. So they're like, uh, before the the show, the last challenge starts. They're like, what advice would you give to someone that thinks they can challenge Five Iron Chef? And he was <laughs> like, my advice would be not to do Don't that. do it. <laughs> Don't uh, do it. Yeah. That's good Spe- advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Speaking of, did you know what Iron Chefs were you'd be competing against before you got on? So I knew that I was battling Marcus and that's your like only chance to even get to finale. So I didn't know that I was obviously going into finale until I beat Marcus. And then I was, and then they don't tell you until, you know, that night who, who, because then they count up all of the uh, challengers points and see who Mm. had the highest points. Mm -hmm. And then they tell you. So I didn't find out until like late, really, really late night. And then I had a day in between to kind of like mentally prepare for the finale, which was going against all five. Oh my oh, God. That's so intense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, why and, does and everything have like, to be so last oh minute? <laughs> I know. Well, I so guess last you, minute. You, so I, I guess in a way that's good because you don't have so much anxiety building up. It's kind of mm. like that little section of anxiety. But were you familiar with all of the Iron Chefs? Or if any, were you intimidated by any of them? Or did you go in like, it's nothing? Oh my God, you guys. Like this is... These are the chefs that I looked up to my entire career, you know, and it's just like combined. I think they have over like 80 years of experience wow. that mean like combined of their experience. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's like it's it was surreal, you know, and yeah. even being in that position of having the opportunity to cook alongside with these chefs was so monumental for me, you know, as a as a young, younger chef. So, you know, it, it was definitely like once in a lifetime opportunity, which I hope to have another. another oh, time. you'll have to. Oh, be. yeah, oh, for absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. But you, you would have no idea you were so um, anxious because you exude such confidence mm-hmm. on the show. Have you always been that way or is it just something you've grown into over your career? <laughs> Chris, you know, I'm a true believer in fake it till you make it. Like that Same. is my story. <laughs> I know that's right. Like, Me too. You know what I mean? Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, you you have to exude a confidence. You have to be that. You have to feel it to be it. You know, like it. It's just I'm I'm all about manifestation. It's just like okay, what can I manifest? And I always do it. And I pray about it. I think about it all night. I'm like a psycho about it. And then it happens because you put so much like energy into the world that you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not really faking it. You're, you're just kind of like, you know, it meditating. becomes faking it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you also are like, I, you are the best. Like you did beat. Marcus yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's, it's not. We'll say it for it. you. We'll say it for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but you guys, I didn't win the gold knife, you know, well, well, not yet. Yeah, I was going to say, not <laughs> yet. You know, it's still time. <laughs> so I know that it's super important, you know, when you're in the kitchen, it's all about your team, right? So how did you choose your uh, sous chefs, you know, the ones that you took on the show? How did you kind of build that team and prepare it? Is it people that you already worked with, you knew you were going to bring them? or? Yeah, you guys seem like a very fine-oiled uh, mm-hmm. machine. 
the only way that you can beat an iron chef or even all five is to have unity. And for me, that's how I tackle everything in mm-hmm. life, business, myself, everything. It's it's about being one and, and like together, right? Like three is better than one. Four is better than one. 10 is better than one. 100 is better than one. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I'm always about my team and that's how I was able to build my businesses and, you know, build my career. And, you know, being a leader is just as important as, you know, uh, as being a good cook. You know, it, it's it's really about like, being a chef is really you're you're a team player, you're a leader, you're you're someone who leads a group, and that's what a chef is. If not, then you're just a cook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You you can be an yeah. amazing cook, but you cannot be a chef if you don't know how to be a leader. So, like wow. for me, my team has been with me for five plus years. Um, they they work with me daily, um, day in and day out. They're like my best friends. They're like my family. They know me. Like if if I even think about um, a subject of food, they already know what I'm thinking and feeling and what I'm going to cook. Like mm. that's how well synergy. they know me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Synergy. And um, so we didn't have to say one word to each other during the whole battle because we don't have to, because we know, we know our place. We know what we're doing. We're, we're really one. And my team is the only reason why I was able to get to the finale battle and almost win the competition. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, the communication so was, yeah. the communication was so impressive because mm-hmm. like even like the yes chef, like every single thing was just so like flawless. And there was so many balls in the air in that like final I I, I yeah. don't know how you I like cook two things at home at the same time and I'm like <laughs> losing my mind. Oh my god! Yeah. I was about to say yeah. When I have my family in the kitchen and we're all cooking together, it's a completely different story. It's not as smooth as as yeah. you had your kitchen going. <laughs> I'm like move. Up. I know. Get out of the way. I said this. <laughs> so uh, I, I need to get way. my family together so we can watch that. Like, do y'all see this? This is how we need to, to move. Oh yeah. And just I'm the chef and you two are the sous chef. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's almost like the chef's like a coach, you know, and just hearing you describe it, it's like you're kind of like, hey, calling the plays. This is what it is. And, you know, that's awesome. Right. You know, a lot of the times uh, chefs like to say, oh, the knife is an extension of your arm. But mm. what I like to say is my my team is an extension of my arm. Mm. So everything mm-hmm. that I'm doing, they're, they're already there. You know, like they're an extension of my brain, of my hands, of my arms, everything. So, you know, thankfully, I was able to kind of build that team and have that. So I, I was very, very confident going into battle, knowing that we would really, really kill. And they're insanely talented. Yeah. You could tell that Mm -hmm. they like had just as much passion and like wanting to win Mm -hmm. as you did. Because even like they're sprinting around and doing the same thing. Like (laughs) it was very. And can we talk about like also that they're like Korean female chefs? And and this is for us, it was a big thing of like representation of being a female chef being um asian minor like a minority chef and it you know representing like our type of food korean Mm -hmm. food like it 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 wasn't just about winning i mean yes it's always about winning but like not just about (laughs) winning it's about representing us and our culture in the best possible way and that was so important to us right so um I, i think that's where like our synergy was still like alive as well I love that. Representation is everything. I love to see it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you did it so well. Mm -hmm. Um, What was it like to cook in front of cameras? Was there, (laughs) what, I don't remember there being a, like, studio audience. Was there an audience? So no studio audience. I think the audience is kind of virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's also but there's like a hundred. I think there was like a hundred and twenty cameras or something. Wow, insane. Oh my God. what? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, Sheesh. think about the amount of crew that takes and the judges. To even That's film. A lot. Yeah, the, it's yeah. So it's a big audience, Ooh. and you know, I, I mean, I. I'm the same on camera and not, and that's the thing. Like I, don't, I just don't care. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I am who I am. Can't, right, can't change it. Right. Yeah. So I'm exactly the same on camera and off camera. That's the same with cooking, and cooking is also like very, you know, it's you kind of like always have an audience when mm-hmm. you cook. So mm. it's not that much different. But I get that some people are very anxious around camera, but. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Whew, that's a lot of yeah. pressure. I'm, I'm getting anxiety just thinking about it. <laughs> so, oh, God. I'm getting anxiety thinking about <laughs> it. I'm reliving back. We're just oh, giving God. each other anxiety. <laughs> so I know the show, the show hasn't aired as we're speaking. So it's like uh, you will probably by the time this comes out will be like uh, Mock Bar will have... <laughs> Uh, be booked for the next seven oh, years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited for that. For yes, sure. <laughs> me too. Let me hurry up and make my reservation so I can get in. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the most difficult part of the cooking challenge? Um. So I guess it's a, it's a, it's trying to do as much as you can in a very little time, mm-hmm. right? Because you you want to do, and a lot of the way that I cook, um, and this is just Korean food in general. A lot of the food is like fermented. It's 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 kind of like long. It's like slow braises. It takes like days to make. Like that's Korean food, mm-hmm. and you know, in Kitchen Stadium, you have an hour. You know, oh, like man. a true hour. To, I was like, gonna do ask: Is or, it really an hour, or is that just like a TV hour? No, no, it's a real hour, wow. like a real hour. And Ooh. it's just, it's a lot, it's very short. An hour is like nothing. I mean, you guys know when yeah. you're cooking, you probably make like a chicken breast in one hour or something. Oh my you God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So think about making five courses. And for me, because I am I love to push myself and I'm a psychopath, we've, I think um, in the finale battle, we made like something like 53 different sauces just for wow. that. Oh my God. Um, what? Just in that hour. And that's just the sauces, what? you know, and yeah. So what? like, what? I, I, I didn't even know I there mean, was 53 <laughs> sauces. It would take me that long to literally oh like, like, like put the tomatoes on the pan <laughs> to roast them. And I'd be like, look at me roasting my own tomatoes for sauce. What? I'd be like calling my mom and be like, oh guess, you'll never guess what I'm doing. Jesus. <laughs> I put tomatoes in the oven. (laughs) (laughs) What was the most memorable part of of all of the, like, or did you black out? I feel like I would have blacked out for the hour. Right, it's like an out-of-body experience, just. It, definitely out-of-body experience. um, But honestly, you guys, cooking in Kitchen Stadium, it is the most exhilarating, the most fun, exciting thing that, that you could ever do. Like for mm-hmm. me as a chef, especially because think about it, you can throw around 20 different pans and someone's cleaning up after you. Like you don't have to clean it, but you can like, ah, just be that like sounds crazy, like heaven. you know? Ah, yeah. yeah, exactly. You're just, and I love cooking. So like 
I can like grab every pan, every like ingredient. I'm just like, oh, what should I put in this? Like, and just like go crazy and be like a tornado. And, you know, and I don't have to clean up. It's just like, I'm just cooking. That does. Like, and that's I love amazing that, to me. I love that you worked on the production side beforehand too. So you're like, I mm-hmm. paid my dues. Now clean <laughs> the pan. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Now <laughs> pick up this bus up. No, yeah, no. I was gonna say that. No, no, that's definitely my like least favorite part about cooking is the cleanup. So I could imagine it. That was kind of like a sense of euphoria for you. Like I'm mm. just grabbing stuff and yes, yeah. Yeah, you're that just like cooking your ass off. You know. Yes. Yeah, you're just cooking your ass off. You don't really have to, you know, think about anything. You're just really thinking about the plate, the, the final dish. And it is really, really fun. You're running around, you know, the energy is really intense and it's just really, really fun. And to be honest, for me, after competing on Iron Chef, I was like, okay, like I know what I was born to do. This mm. was definitely oh, it. Man. Like I, I definitely it's would beautiful. love to like do more of it and yeah. do it all day. I yes. love that. That's like a football player getting the getting to the Super Bowl and being right. like, you know what? I think this is what I want. I do want. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think we'll definitely see you on more shows. Oh, like, absolutely. Um, more. And this is going to be like such a big deal, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen people already posting in their Insta stories just like excited that Iron Chef is coming back and mm-hmm. on Netflix. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm they have some for goodness you. in store for them. So, yeah. all right, oh, Esther, we man. have to ask. We have to ask. Okay. What is Sherman Mark like? Like, did you interact with him a lot during filming? He is the sweetest, sweetest man. Like, just <laughs> He awesome. seems like it. You know, yeah, yeah. No, he's awesome. And he's just, like, really supportive and just an amazing human. And um, I worked with him years ago on on the season so like I, I remember him from oh, then wow. because he was always wow. nice he's one of those guys who like goes and mem- like memorizes everyone's name and says shakes Aww. your hand says hi to everybody I love that yeah. if someone remembers my name game over I right? love them forever <laughs> you feel so seen like yeah. wait that, you're me like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's amazing does he get to try does he get to taste the food ever no Hmm. I know. I, the it's, whole time wait. I kept thinking, I'm like, why doesn't he get to I know. Eat how it? come he's not at the table tasting? <laughs> I know. It's really sad. I feel I feel bad. I should I should have asked him that. I don't know, know why yeah. I didn't. I don't think I was too nervous about the battle. But. Yeah, like, but he doesn't I'm, get yeah. He's maybe he's like lactose intolerant. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it's strict diet. Um, <laughs> speaking of eating, which of the judges did you find the most difficult to impress? Or who were you the most nervous about? Oh, hands down, Morimoto-san. I was like, oh. wait. When I walked in and they told me it was Morimoto that was um, the uh, the guest judge for the finale season, I freaked out. I was like, freaked out in many different ways. Like, excited that I'm cooking for him. Um, number two, just like, he was always my favorite Iron Chef, too. So, you know, just... Wow. Just exciting in, in many ways. But also, like, I had a sashimi course, and I was freaking out. And I was like, oh, my God, my sashimi course sucks. Like, he's going to hate it. I, like, freaked out over that, and I went in my head, like, way too much. And I, w- I was go- going crazy because I wanted to do a sashimi dish, but then it was Morimoto, and then what if he, like, hates it, you know? Because mm. he's, like, the sushi, sushi yeah. king. <laughs> but he actually really loved my sashimi dish. So of course I, he did. Yeah. Of course he, he did. He gave lots of <laughs> It was, I loved the the interaction, I think. Mm-hmm. He really, you could tell he he's was, like. so tough. 
and he he doesn't say much either, but right. it's, uh-huh. as my mom said, when someone doesn't talk a lot, what they do say matters so much more. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and I think it's, yeah. Wait, so like he doesn't say, I guess on the cuts, like it, a lot of it didn't make it, but are you serious? He was so, so harsh. Like, oh, no, really, no, he says, really, he says uh-huh. but like, I feel like it's not the other ones. Um, are like a bit more flowery. Fly, I was gonna say flowery. Yeah. He's yeah. more like so, no. yeah. you know, to the oh point. Oh my gosh, tough, <laughs> tough critic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Esther. but I actually like that a lot. I like it. I like yeah. tough critics because it makes you better. You know? I agree. You can learn more from a critique than a compliment. I always say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's go back <laughs> to the beginning. When did you decide that you wanted to be a chef? What sparked your love of food and, and cooking? Definitely growing up with my grandmother. Um, she was sort of the amazing like cook in in our whole community. Uh, very, very small Korean community uh, growing up in South Jersey. But my grandmother always, you know, our family missed home so much and we would find it through food. So, she, so my grandma would be like super resourceful, find like random American ingredients, but like make it Korean. And, you know, she, she kind of instilled in me uh, this love language of food. Um, like Koreans aren't very like expressive when it comes to words and and showing feeling, but my grandmother showed it through food and it was a way of kind of communicating, um, that you love somebody. And for me, that, that was really special growing up with that. And that's how I like to cook now as well. You know, a lot of my grandmother's philosophy is, you know, in my cooking and, and, and that's how I like to cook. And that's what inspires me you know, to do what I do, you know, it's just, that's why I love comfort food. Like I don't really do fine dining or, you know, and I appreciate that type of cooking, but like my food is like, okay, how do I make you the most delicious meal that you will think about forever? You know, like Mm. that's the type of food that I cook. Mm -hmm. Like you eat my food, you will be thinking (laughs) about it forever. Yes. Food for the soul, you know, just. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Loves you from the inside out, you know, that's Mm -hmm. what I like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that. And it sounds like your restaurant Mugbar was an instant success is how it sounds. I'm sure I love when people say things are an overnight success. And I know that that's obviously not the case in almost mm-hmm. anything. But so getting to that point had to be anything but easy. How did you go from uh, go from I mean, op- how did you end up opening a, a restaurant at 28? Oh my gosh. It was, it was really crazy. And yeah, you're right. The, the preparation, people only like to see the glam of things, especially when it comes to, you know, the chef world or the culinary world. But honestly, it is the most grueling kind of a disgusting industry, meaning like it's just so much work, right? Um, physically and mentally. And so, I mean, I did go to culinary school. I did cook in several kitchens, but not that much either because, you know, I've always wanted to cook my own food. That was always a goal that I had because I love Korean food so much. And that's what I grew up with. That's like how, that's my, that's like my family, you know, my heritage. So I knew I wanted to cook Korean food. And at the time, Korean, you know, culture, Korean food, of course, wasn't big, you know, like nobody knew, like when I said Korean food, people were like, what is that? You know? Um, but so I, w- I wanted to open a restaurant that would kind of um, make Korean food more, uh, I guess, um, 
globalized, you know, like I, I wanted to cook Korean food for people that never had Korean food so they can see how amazing it is. And then maybe like spark an interest in, in the culture and the people as well. So that was always my goal uh, behind what I, what I wanted to do. And obviously, you know, there are steps to doing that. You have to cook, you have to learn the industry, you have to do all these things, which I did. I, I worked, you know, 18 hour days. I had wow. three jobs at a time. Mm. You know, it's New York City. You know, yeah. You, yeah. you have to pay rent. You have to pay rent. And it's like, how? Not on that. Not with getting paid $8 an hour um, no. as a cook. Oh, man. That's yeah. my, my first hustle. job in New York was answering the phone at a restaurant. And for like a year, I did that and made like $10 an hour. And I would have to work like 70 hours a week answering oh, the phone man. just to yeah. like, the grind, the grind. And when I would complain about the hours, the response would always be like, do you know how long the kitchen people are working? Like, you need to go. <laughs> I know, you're answering Suck the phone. You're not doing anything physical. I know, and I'm like, at least, like, they're like sweating over a literal hot stove for longer hours. So. You're like, this phone is driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah, fair yeah. is fair. As I'm like sitting in air conditioning. Right. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, although, sorry, it's stressful uh-huh. to like answer phone calls. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't yeah, want to do that job. Right. Killing yeah. with, yeah. with people. So now, Esther, we saw on the show that you love the kimchi-fi. Did I say that? Kimchi-fi? Did I say that right? Yeah. Everything. I love that. Yes. So <laughs> can you explain what, what kimchi is and what it's, how is it made? And, you know, uh, what's the most unique food that you've kimchi-fied? Um, so kimchi is a fermented vegetable. It's probably Korea's most iconic, uh, food, right? Um, so it's, most people know kimchi as like the spicy Napa cabbage, uh, that's fermented, sort of, sort of sour, spicy, um, really, really delicious umami, but actually kimchi can be in many, many different forms. Like mm. you can practically kimchi-fy anything you want, any, any ingredient you can, um, kimchi fried, meaning you can wow. ferment it and make into kimchi. Mm. And I love kimchi so much that I had it tattooed on my wrist. Oh. They're like little kimchi, <laughs> uh, wow. uh, little cabbages. That. <laughs> yeah, that's how much I love kimchi. I, I mean, uh, I would say the weirdest or the the most like interesting ingredient that I had to uh, that I had kimchi fried, which I made up that word by the way, kimchi fried. Mm-hmm. I made up that word. Love it. Um, Coin it. I had. I, I mean, like, I feel like when I f- ferment um, fruit, people think. Mm. I, I recently did a video on my Instagram of like uh, taking the watermelon rinds, which obviously I saw that. I watched that mm-hmm. on your page. Uh-huh. But you can make kimchi with it. And uh, I, I think it's one of the most delicious things. And, you know, kimchi also like lasts a long time. So mm. if you make it, you can like keep it in your fridge for a while. And, um, and I really love, love that fact because it doesn't really go bad. Um, and also like I have uh, kimchi fried like protein. So I've made mm. like beef kimchi before, oh. things like that, which, which is really delicious. Um, but yeah, you can pretty much... Kimchi fried anything, yes. Have you ever kim- kimchi fried something and then been like, this wasn't meant to be kimchi fried? <laughs> like, this was a good <laughs> idea. Um, no, definitely. <laughs> like, uh, I think when I, I think I kimchi, kimchi fried a, like a fruit before, like a peach. Like, if it's too mushy, the texture mm. just becomes really weird. So yeah. that's one thing. Um, if you're a big texture person, 
Yeah, I, I would I would stay away from like the soft things because you mm-hmm. don't really want to eat like a weird soft. No. Yeah, that's also yeah. a good cook cookbook uh, name, Kimchi Fi. Kimchi Fi it is there. You go. Yeah, See, I'm, right. I'm seeing a future with that. <laughs> right? yes. You can have it. You can. Right. You can. Okay. <laughs> now, did you find being a female chef made a difference in your career trajectory? I mean, did you find that there are struggles in the industry as a female? Uh, for sure. I feel like many, many industries, uh, women feel this way, but definitely in culinary, uh, meaning like there was no females in the kitchen. I, I still remember the first day I walked into the kitchen on uh, my first uh, line cook job, n- no females. Females are always in pastry, you know, like it's like, okay, you go bake something, right? It, it was always like that. No, no female cooks would even touch the hotline. It's just, it's just really, really difficult, tough job. I worked for like a restaurant group and it they there's like seven different restaurants and I would manage through like all of them. So it's like, you know, hundreds of hundreds of employees and there was one female wow. that worked in the actual kitchen and there mm. were no men at all in the pastry like yeah, area. Surprise. Right? Yeah. Wow. It's just it like, was like it was just crazy. what it was. You know? Yeah. 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 And it, it's 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 even like, even if you go into the kitchen thinking that you are going to be a line cook, somehow they always uh, get, they're like, okay, I just want to do pastry. And then they switch over to pastry. You know, like it, I think it's because the culture, it's it's just hard, you know, as a w- woman, like being in the, and, and it's very aggressive, you know, like the men are aggressive, you know, the, obviously the cooking is aggressive. Everything about it is like very aggressive. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course I faced challenges and especially being so small, like I'm, I'm an Asian female, meaning, you know, I'm hundred, like I said, I'm a hundred pounds. I'm five, mm-hmm. two, I'm tiny. Mm-hmm. So even reaching Me for the too. pan, <laughs> <laughs> right? right, Chris, like reaching for the pan, that's hard. I have yeah. to like reach for it like 10 times more than like a normal person. Right. Well, you they know? show that in there. There's a, a scene in one, in one of the episodes where you're trying to like see <laughs> the thing and you're like, why is everything up so high? And I was like, that is not fair. The other, like Chef right? Marcus can run right over and, and grab, grab it. it. They, you know, they should have it like lowered down. Like it should yeah. be like, dependent on height. <laughs> it, yeah, for exactly. A challenge. So like, so like think about me like over the stovetop. I'm like literally the size of the stove. So like it, it's that physically it was always kind of challenging mentally as well. But also being a female is very special in the kitchen, meaning we're really smart. Women work in a very different way than than men do. And um, you use your brain a lot more. And especially when you are challenged in a a physical sense, like I'm physically challenged in a kitchen. So I use my brain. I have to use my brain that much more than, than the other guys who can just like do whatever, you know? So I'm like, I'm conserving my energy. That's number one by asking people around me to do certain things for me. Like I can't, you know, carry the 50 pound hot oil across the kitchen to, to throw it away. Like I can't do that physically. So what do I do? I go to, you know, one of the porters and I'm like, Hey, uh, I, I, you know, sweet talk him into doing mm-hmm. it. And I, and I make him something delicious and he, <laughs> every night after that, he carries my oil for me. So oh. I don't have to do it. So the secret is delicious treats is what you're saying. <laughs> 
I mean, that's why, <laughs> the kid, that's why I'm cooking, right? Because I, I want to yeah, win people over. That's like <laughs> right. what I do for a living. <laughs> right. Now, speaking of being a boss in this space, you said in the show that your nickname was Dumpling Queen. Now, who coined this? Tell us the backstory, girl. We got to know. What, <laughs> Dumpling Queen. I don't know where I got that title. Everyone, I mean, people call me a kimchi queen, dumpling queen, you know, like all different types of queens. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dumpling Queen is definitely one of my favorite ones because... I am literally the fastest dumpling maker ever. Like, uh, no one can beat me in dumpling. And it's like the art, the art with yeah. the, uh, like with the tail of the shrimp and everything else. I was like, oh, uh, did you damn. like that tail of the shrimp? I mean, they were Impressive. big fans. I'll tell you that. Yes. The hosts also really loved it. I know you haven't seen yet. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but they were big fans. That was a good shrimp dumpling. Yeah. But I, I dumplings are something that I grew up making my entire life. Literally, like before I learned to even crawl, I probably was making dumplings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> my grandma, you know, she loved, loved, loved like dumpling making with the whole family. So mm-hmm. for us, it was always like, you know, the whole family's coming over. We're all going to sit and make dumplings. So we would like, you know, sit around the table, like drink wine, make dumplings, fry some up. But it's like an all day fair. You know, we're making it all day and it's just like a fun activity. It gives you like something to do. And then, you know, you take like dumplings for days home <laughs> and you're eating it like all month. And it's it's just like one of those like really, really sweet things mm-hmm. that I really love. And there is no one in the world that would say they don't like dumplings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love right? dumplings. Food is such a cool way to just connect with your family, too. Just like you said, those times when you're in the all in the kitchen together, making stuff, everyone's kind of mm-hmm. pitching in, sitting back. Like, those are the best and most memorable times, I feel like. It's fun. It gives you something yeah. to do. And then there's a prize at the end. You mm-hmm. get to eat. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. amen. <laughs> Chris loves eating. I, I do. Yes, we love to eat. I'm like, show. sounds like a holiday to me. Right. I'm gonna um, eat with you guys. I, I'm gonna take you guys out to eat Korean food. Yes. Oh my god. Can you imagine? That's you don't the dream. don't threaten me with a good time, okay? Because I will right. be there. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of going out, so you have two locations, correct? A mukbang and a third on the way. Mm-hmm. Oh or no, you three have three locations. Mm-hmm. And then soon to be fourth. Soon to be four, opening at the end of the summer, hopefully. All right. Wow. So tell us, are they all in New York? Tell us about about them. Yes, they're all in New York. Um, Currently, the three are in New York. Um, The first one I opened is in Chelsea Market, which is a very iconic New York Mm -hmm. food hall. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I live in New York, too. I'm I'm taking notes here. I was going to say, I think I'm in Chelsea Market. Amazing. Okay, so you have to come visit me. Um, (laughs) And then the other one is in Brooklyn and then Midtown. And then the new location opening is in Newark. Oh, wow. Yeah, very random. But it's like, it's it's at the Newark Penn Station. So it's at the train station. Mm -hmm. It'll do really well. Good for you. That's crazy. That's amazing. I know where I'm going to go when I come back to New York. But I do want to invite you guys to my cocktail bar because you want to have a good time. That is where we go. Tell me Where's about it, girls. Tell bar. me about the cocktail bar. The cocktail bar's in um, Ratchet Lower East Side. Hey. Oh, where? I'm pretty close. <laughs> that sounds like yeah, me and Chris. Um, Look, <laughs> cocktail. Um, I'm on Allen and Staten. Okay. Allen okay. and Staten. Yeah, you and probably w- see me drunkenly walking past <laughs> there many a time. I mean, we say we're saying Ratchet in the most 
you know, beautiful. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah right? in the most I mean, loving way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. You know, it, it's Lower East Side. It's that energy, the younger crowd, you know, where you go to have a really good time and can be kind of just drunk mm-hmm. and gross. And no one will know because no one remembers because they were probably also drunk and gross. Right. Everybody was having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, how does the food vary at this at this establishment? This is Miss Yo, right? Your gastropub? Mm, Miss You. Miss You. Yes. I'm sorry. Miss mm. You. Mm-hmm. So Miss You is a cocktail bar. So the concept is really not around food as much as it is around the cocktails and the ambiance like you go there for a good time so definitely my favorite cocktail on the menu is the madame emma which it, um, all of our cocktails are named after uh, erotic films from the 70s like oh. korean erotic films yeah yeah so it's like a really fun play and the place is like very kind of like a sexy very um ambiance it's it's all about that and the Ma- madame emma is um a spicy twist on a margarita. Tequila is my favorite. Ooh, me too. Um, me too. Ever, me three. Right? I know. Oh, party. Tequila. Yay. Yes. Miss Emma's for everybody. I, uh, yes. And I was at Miss You last night and actually had went too many drinks. As per usual, <laughs> that place is dangerous. So Madam Emma, definitely order the, the Madam Emma. And it's a, this gorgeous like pink drink. And it's made with like pomegranate, pom- pomegranate vinegar. Mm, wow. Um, which is delicious. And then with food, it's it's like American food, but with Korean twists. So like we we have our signature Miss You burger, but it's I put this like kimchi jam on it, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's a burger. You know what I mean? It's a really, really good burger mm-hmm. with like Korean elements in it. And, and that's the concept of the place. We want people to feel like welcoming. We do like Korean tacos. We do like different Korean sandwiches and, and things like that. It's like bar food, but mm-hmm. like Korean. Yeah. I love that you have such a non-pretentious approach to mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Co- cooking, yeah. cooking and the way you talk about cooking. Because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes when talking to chefs, I'm like, I feel like the dumbest person. <laughs> no, yes. But I feel like you say it in a way that's uh, commonly understood. Yeah, very understandable. Yeah. I mean, because like it's food. It's, it shouldn't be... I mean, this is me with food. It's like, it's food. It's not so serious. Like, let's eat and enjoy ourselves. It's entertainment. Like, mm-hmm. we eat because it tastes good and it's fun. And mm. and for me, I'm I'm always in a, into entertainment. And you guys obviously mm-hmm. um, know what I mean. I mean, it yeah. should be entertaining. Like, that's why we get into the industry because we, we like to please people, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Absolutely. If I'm a first-time visitor to Makbar, what would you recommend that I order that I order there? So mock bar is um, more of a quick service concept. So mm-hmm. um, it's what you would want to have for lunch. You know, it, it's kind uh, of like sweet green chipotle, like, okay. like, like that kind of feel. So it's definitely like fast casual. You walk in and it's like you order your food and it, it's to go. Like you're not dining in. Right. right. Um, so a little bit of a different concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say all of our ramen, our ramen, it, we're, we started as a ramen mm. shop, but kind of I love expanded. Ramen. To- Ramen's my like favorite. Right. I always say like if I only can have one thing to go out for, it's ramen because it's the one thing I know I can never learn to even remotely make myself. <laughs> 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 so it's worth it. It's right, worth it. Right, right. <laughs> like it's the I best. mean, some I mean, some of these ramens, it's special. Like it takes like a week to make some of these you know and when you order it it's like really quick and you eat it really quick but to make that bowl of ramen 
you know, it takes, you know, some restaurants like two weeks, like my kim- our kimchi ramen, because we're making our kimchi from scratch too, takes a total of two and a half weeks to make that bowl. Wow. You know, it, it's insane. Yeah. Wow. And then people are just like slurping it in like one bite. And I'm like, yeah. No, they so enjoy it, like- experience it, you uh-huh. know? Yeah, wow. yeah. And we also saw that you launched a line of sesame CBD oil that's hemp yes. infused. Oh. What, mm-hmm. what um, made you decide on on this product and this ingredient? Uh, tell us about, about it. Well, Chris, you know, it's because I'm a lover of cannabis. Why <laughs> else? <laughs> hey, I was like, cannabis I wasn't going to say food. anything. Like, but... I mean, you know, you can't go wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> no, cannot go wrong when it's with cannabis. So um, I've always, I mean, cannabis has been a very big part of my life. Uh, just, you know, dealing with, right? I mean, it's a, we live in a, we live in a really stressful world. This mm-hmm. world is very stressful, right? right? Yes. We need something to calm us down. Yeah. They Absolutely. make CBD for dogs these days. They okay? do. Yeah, exactly, they really do. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we'll be able to launch our THC line as well. But, you know, the Ooh, whole point is that, hey. yeah, exactly. That it's infused, infused in your food and you don't have to smoke it. Um, but just generally, I love cannabis and I've been always wanting to like get into the industry. So um, my friend, my friends at uh, Pudu Wheel do um, cannabis olive oils. And so mm. we became really good friends and decided, okay, let's collaborate on a product. And then I was like, what about, you know, sesame oil, which is, you know, very, very underutilized in kitchens, I, I think. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like making sesame oil more regular uh, in your daily cooking, plus uh, cannabis as well. Like, so it's just like a fun project, but eventually I do want to launch, you know, different types of products mm-hmm. in cannabis. So yeah. uh, that that was kind of like the idea behind it. I mean, you know, got to get into the industry while it's still yeah. new. Absolutely. Right? I mean, they're popping up like the shot, the mm-hmm. the smoke shops are all like everywhere ready for the oh, when yeah. it's allowed yeah. to be. Um, I love that. <coughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. So trying to get in early in the industry. I love yes. That. Should we do one more question before our game? Go for it. All right. For someone who has never seen Iron Chef before, what can you tell them about this newest iteration of the series to get them excited? So maybe someone that has just a faint idea of what Iron Chef is, because I feel like this this version is a little bit different than mm-hmm, the versions in the mm-hmm. past. Right, right. Um, well, I would say... That it's, it's um, you know, if Kitchen Stadium is a battlefield, right? So it, it, it's, it's really like watching your favorite sports team compete against each other. So like that's how I like to think of it because it is a very intense battle that's real and it's around food. Um, and, and then, you know, you have your iron chefs that are the staple chefs that has been there, done that, you know, they're, they're you know, monsters in the industry. They're the the icons. And then um, there's the challenger chefs that are about to be one of the iron chefs one day, you know, maybe it's their dream to be that. Um, But it's their dream to, you know, kind of battle against one of the chefs. So I would say that that's the premise of the show. And then if you do well, then you can go against all five and beat them all at once. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) And I agree. I think we'll see you there as an Iron Chef. uh, Oh, definitely. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. (laughs) One day soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. That 
means a lot because that is one of my life goals. It's going to happen. We're manifesting it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Time to play a game. You want to play a little game with us, Esther? Gosh. Okay, I will try not to be so psychotically competitive. <laughs> it's, a, it's more uh, Lauren and I against each other, yeah. and then you're kind of against yourself. Okay. Yes, is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> It'll be fun. Oh, I'm my worst enemy, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? No, but seriously, are we all? <laughs> so we have yeah. a little culinary and culture pop quiz. That's going to be the game that we're playing. So our producers Ooh. have prepared some culinary quiz questions that they learned while watching Iron Chef. And since we know that you likely have all the answers, we sprinkled in a little bit of pop culture trivia, uh, which is, you know, me and Chris's expertise for you. So whoever gets the highest score, me and Chris together, or you, which for some reason I feel like you're going to be the winner in this, uh, at the end of the quiz is going to win. You're asking us cooking questions. Right. We're uh-huh. asking you culture questions. Right. Oh, gosh. I'm terrible with pop culture, but I'll do my best. <laughs> and I'm the they... worst, you guys. I cook. You know, I'm in the kitchen it's, all day. It's Netflix. <laughs> it's Netflix pop culture, so... Yeah, the pa- okay. the powers that be are listening. You'll That's never right. be on Iron Chef again. No, I'm just no. kidding. Oh man! Oh god! Like, she didn't know what couple won on the ultimatum. She's never coming back. <laughs> oh man, I'm so nervous. Okay, so do you want to start with the first one? Okay, are you guys ready? Ready. This one's really yes. easy. Uh-oh. It's this not. I was gonna say. It. So you what? <laughs> easy. I feel like I'm gonna get all of these wrong. <laughs> okay. Sunchokes are part of what family? This seems like a trick question. Yeah, they gave the, the, what are the options? Okay, so um, A, sunflower, B, potato, C, whole grain. I feel like sunflower is too obvious. I'm going to say maybe B, potato. Um. Damn, I was going to pick sunflower, but since you said that, I think But I I'm don't know. Pick. I really don't know. The only reason I'm right, thinking potato think is maybe because like, potato of, grow those things. Oh, I was going to say sun chokes. I think of like artichokes, which is kind of like mm. a potato. B? <laughs> okay, so final answer, B? Yeah, we yeah. go. We either live to get, we either thrive or die that was a good guess. Was it A? It, it is sunflower. Oh, it was sunflower. Oh, dang. I, follow, I followed you down the I river, know. Chris. Mm. Should have Lauren, you got to go with your gut. Go with your gut. I need that confidence <laughs> thing. I need to. The thing about me is I'm uh, decisive, but often wrong. So (laughs) (laughs) I will not be copying all of Kristen's paper any longer. (laughs) But it's okay because most people won't know. So like you're the right person. Okay. (laughs) So we Um, have a question for you. Okay. Okay, Let's see if you get this right. So, you know, Netflix had a show called The Ultimatum. I'm not sure if you saw it or not, but if not, just take a guess, girl. Just just take a guess. So there was a couple from the show that just had a baby. Okay. You got, Uh you have a one third of a chance to get this right because I'm going to give you three options. So was it A, Shanique and Ray? Was it B, Madeline and Colby? Or C, Lauren and Nate? Who just had a baby? A, Shanique and Ray? B, Madeline and Colby, or C, Lauren and Nate? I'm going to go with A. 
Wrong. 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 <laughs> Incorrect. I it don't was know. Madeline and Kobe. It's okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're tied. Well, what was it? C? It was B. Madeline and Kobe. B. B. Okay. And it is, I, I have realized now, it's, I, I think uh, if Lauren and I get it together, there's a chance we could actually beat you in this. Uh-huh. You, you guys should, I yeah. Guess. Yes. Come on. Like, if, <laughs> if I don't know, and if I haven't watched a show, like, there's no way, right? Yeah. I feel like you might not do great on this, but that's okay. You were busy <laughs> opening a six, th- five restaurants. Um, yeah. I was competing on Iron Chef, you guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> excuses, excuses. <laughs> okay. This is a really fun one. Okay. 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 How many walking legs does a king crab have? Walking a, legs. Trick question. Uh-huh. How many walking legs does a king crab have? A, six. B, ten. C, four. Hmm. I... Know this answer. You do? I believe. It's A, six. Okay. I was going to... Is this a confidence talking, but like you're wrong? <laughs> no, I, I this I am confident that I'm right. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say A, six as well, because I think arachnids have eight, and she said walking legs, so maybe a six, because they don't use two of them or something. So I'm going to go with six, too. All right. Good job, Lauren yeah. and Chris. Yay! You're right. Thank you. That was a very smart move to like think of the eight. Right. They don't use their claws. Mm-hmm. Okay. The okay. only reason right. I knew it was because on the show, um, Alton, they talk about how a king crab has six legs. Mm. And he like makes a joke that's like if they had any more legs than that, they would be like a monster and nobody would want to <laughs> touch them. Because <laughs> they're like the huge crabs that you compare okay. to your, you're like talking about and you're like, it's literally the size of my head. So I have to like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Monster. Um, See, you guys who are definitely going to win because you watch the show and all of these questions are from the show. Well, let's see well, if you watched this show. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Which Bling Empire star is the newest face of Fenty Beauty? Is it A, Dorothy Wang, B, Christine Chu, or C, Kane Lim? Have you B. seen? Have you seen? No, Empire, I, I haven't Empire? watched. No, I haven't watched Bling Empire, <laughs> but I do know. Uh, I don't. I don't know the answer to this, but I feel like it's Christine B. It's a good guess. Wrong? That was a that good was, guess. It's a logical guess. Mm-hmm. It's wrong, but yes. logical. Yeah. The, Damn. The answer was C, <laughs> Kane. Kane. Oh, I should have That was a good guess, a though. That question. was a good guess. I got to give yeah. it to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I got to go. I got to look at Fenty Beauty. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, I'm, like, going to lose so bad at this. Okay. All right. As long as you guys know the answers to this, I will be happy because it's like food food stuff. And I always yeah, want people to know hard. food. So this one's kind of like a hard question, but I'll be very impressed mm-hmm. if you guys get it. What is the oldest grain in the world? A, teff. B, quinoa. C, buckwheat. Uh, uh, I... I have literally have never heard of Teff. I don't know what it is, which makes me think it's very old. But I also think (laughs) for some reason that it's quinoa because I know that like quinoa, the the original people that like would have quinoa with every meal can like no longer afford quinoa because they 
have to give it away to the rest of the world. Mm. How do you know that? <laughs> I the original I, people. Who are they? Original people that I don't. I don't remember <laughs> where, like, where, what area it comes from. I watched something. I'm yeah, going with you? quinoa. B. All right. I'm. I'm Chris Teff does sound old, right? It just sounds like it was just there when. <laughs> You yeah. know, um, but but it also could be buckwheat. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna go with buckwheat. I'm gonna go with buckwheat. See, okay. Well, you're both wrong because it uh, is Teff. Uh, <laughs> what is Teff? What what is that? It just sounds okay, old. So we should have. It sounds old, so you should have picked it because I know. nobody knows. What I it thought is. I thought I was being bamboozled. Yeah, I, thought I thought I was, it was being like tricked trick. into thinking it was old. <laughs> Okay, well, you guys tricked me right with the question you. before. So. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> um, so teff is a ancient, like, African grain. Um, that's not, like, that common anymore, but obviously it was common back in the day, and it's still common in Africa. So mm-hmm. it is the most ancient out of the three. But quinoa is a really close one. Quinoa mm-hmm. is also uh, an ancient grain, just not the oldest, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. Okay. I was close. Well, you learn something every day, don't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now your turn for a question. <laughs> so, okay. We all saw that Kourtney Kardashian, Travis Barker, they just got married in Europe. I want to ask you, where was it? Was it A, France, B, Italy, or C, Croatia? I feel like I want to say Italy, but... God, was but that was that their vacation? I don't remember. God, this is stressful. I know that they um they wore Dolce and Gabbana. Mm. Think about that. Yeah. So is B Italy or Italy? Or, all right, yeah. B Italy. I believe that's the correct answer. Yeah. Yes. Yay! See, you got one right. I know. That. See that one I know because it's <laughs> trending on Instagram. Yes, it's everywhere. Yeah. What's not trending on Instagram is this next question you have for us. Oh God. I yes. Have no idea. This one's kind of hard too. Okay. In the world of cooking, what is a farce? A stuffing. B charred meat. C a light dessert like a souffle. Farce. Hmm. I mean, if you don't know, you don't know. You know, like this, this is one of those yeah. things, right? I was gonna say the only farce I know is in like acting and comedy and I don't, I'm just what gonna, does that mean? I'm like, this is a farce. Isn't that like this is fake? Yeah, it means fake. So I'm like, stuffing? Mm-hmm. Or Why light. is stuffing fake? I don't know. I'm just trying I'm gonna, to make it some yeah. type of I'm gonna say I'm going to say like a light dessert. <laughs> like it's like a light dessert, like a souffle. Is, I'm going to go with Would that. Would you like some I'm farce? Like, a farce because I'm like, maybe I think it's heavy, but really heavy. it's light. So it's light. Farce. Like, <laughs> oh, like fake. Okay. But the way you're reacting to my reasoning makes me I know. Feel wrong. That. Don't know. I'm just have la- some farce. I'm just reacting to you guys because you guys are so funny. I'm gonna say it's don't look at my face. I'm gonna say it's charred meat. I don't know why, but I'm gonna go with B charred okay. meat. Okay. Have some farce. Uh, oh, we have to B agree. and C. Oh no. I'm gonna go with Lauren. I'm gonna go with Lauren. Okay. The charred meat? Oh, your face just changed. <laughs> I know. Wait, okay. wait, wait. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, you um, can't say that. This is so funny because one of you guys said A and then you said C and then you're like, no, we're going to go with B. Which was the wrong answer. Oh. What was the, what's the answer? It's A, isn't it? The answer is stuffing A. Oh. 
I wasn't Damn thinking it. that. Sorry, Lauren. Said- <laughs> I was trying to throw you off. I know. You, it worked. Dang. Why is stuffing thing? I know. <laughs> I'm like, wait. wait. You like that? <laughs> okay. Because I need a fighting chance. I yes. need a chance. Last question. Mm-hmm. Who okay. won Netflix's most recent season of The Circle, season four? Is it A, Yu Ling, <laughs> B, Rachel, or C, Frank? God, I don't even know what The Circle is. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so bad. It's in its fourth season. My God, girl. <laughs> oh, I know. You got to get I'm a TV sorry. in the kitchen. I know. I know. All right. We're watching. We're watching the circle today. <laughs> um, okay. I'm just going to go with Frank. Just That's, to go with that Frank. was a great guess. Oh, my God. Yay. You I manifested won. that win. I manifested it. You I was won. Like, you I us. need to win this. Oh, my God. You beat us. Okay. You won yes. the whole thing. Good job. It was two. Two to one. Yeah, to one. Two to one. And you hear you, you didn't think it. you were going to win. See? And I didn't even know. <laughs> um, well, this has been just so much fun. So much fun. You Thank you for blast. coming Thank on. You. I learned so much about food. This was great. Uh, you learned something about pop culture and TV. It was <laughs> it was a great trade-off on this show. We appreciate you yes, for coming and sharing all your knowledge. And congratulations again for... You know, just being awesome and being a bomb ass, badass boss babe. You know, thank yes, you for coming you were, on. <laughs> you were so great and so fun to talk to you. And we'll see you at the cocktail bar. That's right. Um, yes. Miss Miss You said the name is. Yes, mm-hmm. Miss You. Just message me after this for sure. I would love to um, host you guys. It would be a blast. And because we got. We, we were so funny on this. I can't wait to hang out with you guys in person. Amazing. Oh. Us either. Amazing. <laughs> Thank and you And before so we let you go, where can our fans find you on Insta or websites or mm-hmm. make reservations? <laughs> um, so you can find me on Instagram and TikTok and all of that at Choi Bites. Um, Choi is my last name, so Choi Bites. Uh, and, and my restaurants, Mock Bar and Miss You. Amazing. Thank you again so much. And thank you we'll so much you for having me, you guys. Yes, thank you. Thank we'll you. see you soon. Mwah. Thank you. That was so much fun. She has the best personality. Not only can that girl cook, but she's a sweetie and she's hilarious. Love having and her on the fun. show. Yeah. Yes. I like wasn't anticipating her to be like such a good time. I know. Like, I'm really excited about visiting her <laughs> restaurants when I come to New York, Chris. We're gonna me have to too. go out and hit these streets. Okay. I, know. I can I can walk there. Too. Oh wow! Is that close? Is. Oh shoot! Yeah. Lucky you. So, you gotta tell me how it was. I'll have to. I'll take you there. It's on me. As yes, I DM her for the free. <laughs> right for the comps drinks. Uh, okay, guys. Next week's episode is Snowflake Mountain. It drops Wednesday, so if you haven't already seen the trailer, you have got to check it out. And when you do, send us your questions wherever you feel. What's on your mind? We like to talk about things that you like to talk about. So. If you want to send us anything, you can send us an email or a voicemail at receipts at castmedia.com. That's cast with a K. Or you can DM me at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Or DM me at Need for L Speed. And guys, be sure that you hit the follow button like 
No, for real, y'all. Seriously, hit the follow button. And, uh, you know, be sure that you leave us some nice comments under our podcast. Tell us how much that you love us and stuff like that, because uh, we appreciate yeah. it. Also, be sure that you guys are watching us exclusively on To Doom, which is the official Netflix site where you can help find and fuel your fandom for the shows and movies you love. That's Netflix.com slash T-U-D-U-M. Today's episode of We Have the Receipts is a production by Netflix to Doom and Cast Media. We're your hosts, Chris Burns and Lawrence B. Hamilton, and special thanks to our guest this week, Esther Choi. Our producers are Amanda Elliott and Diana Goldman. Our executive producers are Colin Thompson and Harris Lane. Our editor is Patrick Carrion. Our technical engineer is Olivia Haas, with designs and animations by Patrick Carrion and Jeff Schweikart. See, See you next, next week! week. 